everybody, how's it going? Welcome, welcome back. Year two of working at the wheel. I'm your host, Vicki Dombeck. We're so happy to have you back listening with us. Hopefully we got some new listeners out there, some old listeners. Um, you're gonna hear some new and old voices um, all throughout this first series that we're going through. Um, and I think we should just dive right into it. So this episode is episode four of our series called What's That Fruit? Basically, we're looking at Galatians 5, 22 and 23. That's talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And today, the fruit that we are talking about, so to answer your question, what's that fruit? We are talking about the fruit of peace. So I've got some podcast team co-hosts with me here today to talk about it. And that includes Katie Cheesebro, Jackson Pennings, and Jack Jostin. How's it going, guys? Good. Doing pretty well. Going very well. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to have you guys back. Great um, to be back. Today we're talking about peace. We're talking about really emphasizing on Galatians 5 in that passage where it's talking about the fruits of the Spirit, but specifically peace. So I was wondering if anyone wanted to kick us off and just kind of answer the questions of what is peace in terms of scripture and biblical thinking. When thinking about peace, I guess a lot of us just think about like tranquility, um, but I can tell you what it's not. It's not the absence of busyness. Mm. I think a lot of times in our life when we get busy, we pray for peace and we look for the busyness to stop. And I genuinely think that that is never going to stop just in the world we live in. It's definitely not the absence of busyness, but I think we definitely look for that. So I think a lot of times in peace, we're looking for the wrong things um, mm. when truly I mean, fruit of the Spirit, it's within the Holy Spirit, and if you're a follower, that means you're filled with the Holy Spirit, so it's within us. Yeah, would, would, would any of you say that it's more of a mindset, or like what what kind of is it? Is it a mindset of peace? Is it a gift from the Lord that we truly only, ex- like what can we just narrow it down to something as super simple as like just one word? I think one way we can think about um, what it means to have peace is like kind of in the frame of the of the original word those using the old testament uh and that's shalom it's mm. people have heard it usually um it's something that like has kind of made its way into culture a little bit but shalom um basically means completeness like that was what the original um, meaning or, or connotation of it was um, there are moments in the old testament where the word shalom is used to like describe a like completed structure being built um but if you think about like what it means to have peace um especially in hard times or like difficult circumstances that isn't like the absence of anxiety or like the absence of any negative feelings it's just having confidence in your completeness in god Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. if we have the holy spirit if we have god himself living in us and working through us then we have everything we need, like we've reached completeness. Um, so I think it's definitely not about like a lack of something, more about our completeness in God having everything we need. Yeah, kind of going off what Jackson said there, it is just a gift from the Lord that um, peace is like a concept of mind also where the Lord gives you the opportunity to know you are complete in Him, where Again, you're not getting rid of all those busy things in life. Life isn't slowing down, but you're content in knowing that the Lord has you, and that's where you can find peace. Yeah, I posed that question, and I guess a better way that I could have phrased it is, like, how do we understand peace? Because when we look at 
Philippians 4, 7, um, which says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Peace is kind of one of those things that we're not going to fully wrap our heads around. It's one of those like amazing gifts from the Spirit, fruits of the Spirit that we're talking about that we're not going to be able to, with our little human brains, truly figure out. Um, but I really love where this is going when we're talking about like it's not the absence of things. It's not the absence of anxiety. It's not the absence of busyness. It's not the absence of this. It's truly the fullness of God. And like our peace comes from being one, being complete, being the fullness of God. And I, and I think of it almost as like the last, the cherry on top, where it's like we've got all these things, we're full and we're complete, and now we have peace. Now we're able to like put that cherry on top of the cake, and that's what peace can be in our lives. Yeah, and I think that's a great way to think about it. And, and even going back to that verse you just used, Philippians 4, 7, the verse that immediately comes before it, Philippians 4, 6, um, I think that can help us think about how, like the process of having peace. And that says, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, uh, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So if we're thinking about what it means to be complete and to have the Holy Spirit, I think like that's giving, Philippians 4, 6 is giving us a really practical look at um, how we orient ourselves to the Spirit and how we just rest in the fact that the Holy Spirit is going to provide for us everything we need. So if, if we're praying, presenting our requests to God and having thanksgiving, we basically are posturing ourselves in a way that we understand that we'll be given everything we need. Mm, yeah. We can ask for things that we want, of course, and the Bible says, like, ask and it'll be given to you, seek and you'll find. But it also, and it also says, um, if you ask anything in my name, name Jesus, it'll be done for you. To me, one of the things that that verse means, Philippians 4, 6, is that I there's nothing that I need, nothing that I like crucially need for my own spiritual well-being mm -hmm. that won't be given to me yeah, yeah. i definitely rest I, I come i i think that makes me you know find a, a pretty good place of peace i think that's one of the you know strongest verses that hints at our completeness as people who are indwelled by the holy spirit yeah that's i mean just finding peace within that you know reading his word but um vicky like you were saying you said like a, a oneness mm -hmm. or being one with the Lord. The Lord is peace. Mm -hmm. Like if we yeah. are one with the Lord, like we have peace and we have it within us just with the Holy Spirit. Like that is the fruit of the Spirit. The amazing truth is that it is already within us. We just have to use it. Um, I think of like, obviously we we're saying busyness, like the storm around us. Mm -hmm. uh, we often pray for the storm to go away, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so instead of the storm going away, the Lord's going to keep the storm there, but he's going to be your peace within the storm. Mm -hmm. And so I think of it as an umbrella in the storm. Um, so we're all given an umbrella, right? Mm -hmm. But for an umbrella to be successful, you have to open it and put it over your head. Um, so I think, so I think that um, like he is our umbrella in the storm, but if we don't pray for that, if we don't lean on that, and if we don't use the umbrella and use his amazing gifts that he has blessed us with, um, peace love, joy, um, it's not going to be successful. I think it's that situation when, like, say you're looking at, you know, someone sitting there, and it, it's a whole depictive, it's a whole descriptive thing, but at the same time, like, they're sitting there, 
praying and wishing for the storm to go away when an umbrella is right next to them. Mm. And yeah. it's like, just look to your right, dude. Just, yeah. it's right there. Yeah. Like, you will be fine with an umbrella in the storm. Like, sure, a hurricane might come up instead of a drizzle every once in a while, but at the same time, like, then the Lord's just going to give you a bigger umbrella. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is you got to trust that the Lord, that the umbrella is going to work. Yeah, you know, exactly. you got to lean on that and just, I mean. Or you're going to be soaking wet walking to class. Exa- like, exactly. Who wants that? You're going to be literally drowning. Like, we talk about yeah. drowning in everything, especially as college students with everything going on. We talk about literally drowning. That analogy works really well when it comes to just open up the umbrella, dude. Like, yeah. it's there. and. God's not trying to hide it from you. It's literally right in front of your face. Yeah. But because it, it kind of can be a pride thing where it's like because you don't want to rely on something else, it, it's tough to open up that umbrella sometimes. I don't like the umbrella. I like the rain. You know, <laughs> like that's the, where it comes from. But also I think, like you were saying, umbrella, umbrella like shelter, tents, yeah. everything. You know, like the Lord's going to give you what you need yeah. if you're looking for the right things and willing and to use that because he gives he blesses us with so many amazing things that we genuinely don't deserve yet we still have the ability to use them through him um so i mean he's going to bless us with a shelter in a hurricane he's going to bless us with an umbrella in a storm and that's that's that peace and calmness within the chaos Mm -hmm. for sure and and jack i want to hear a little bit more from you too like how do we apply this into our life now so like we've got this umbrella in front of us how do we practically open it up and use it to the best of our ability. So we're not holding it off to the side and we're like, I opened it, but it's not covering my head or I'm holding it out in front of me. So I'm just poking people as I walk. Like, how do we practically open the umbrella, put it over our heads and use it as a shelter to the storm and as peace from the Lord? Yeah, I really liked where you guys were going where a lot of people are praying and they just don't realize that the umbrella is right next to them. Mm -hmm. I think it can be really hard to realize that the Lord does have your interests in the heart. Like he is there to provide that peace for you. You just need to be able to open it up. And going off that, being able to get into your life, um, just being able to utilize both just the Bible, being able to read scripture and seeing God's word and knowing that it's been stated, like people have known before, like God's mm-hmm. peace is there. It is present. It's been present for how many years that so many people have experienced it. And knowing now that you you are new in Jesus Christ and all these great things that have happened before you um, and seeing just different miracles and how you can apply them into your life. You said knowing. I think knowing is also like trusting. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you can know it and you can read it, but like actually There's like believing step. that and trusting that. Mm-hmm. And like you're not going to use an umbrella if you don't believe that it's going to work. And so like you have to believe sure. and trust that. Okay. If I put this over my head, I'm going to find peace. Like, I'm going to be safe from the storm. So I think, like, ways that you can trust the Lord. It's like, Lord, I'm super busy right now, but I trust that it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Or like, Lord, I know that I'm stressed and anxious and all these things, Lord, but I'm going to lean on you and trust that your plan is greater than mine in these moments. So I think trust is a huge part, too. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's just like putting your faith in, again, when you know you're busy in that storm. Um, I think it's really hard to be in the storm and be like, oh, I'm just going to get to where I'm going. And again, not Mm -hmm. use that umbrella. I think it's really hard to try to reach that end goal. Be like, oh, if I get this done, if I get that done, Mm -hmm. like the rain will subside. We're going to be we're going to be fine. 
when it could be a lot easier. You could rely on the Lord right there. You could pick up that umbrella and when the rain does stop, you're going to be completely dry. When the rain, like, if you're in the rain and you're like, oh, I need to keep going, you're just going to be soaking wet at the end. Um, so again, I think it is just picking up that trust and knowing, hey, this is what I need to focus on now and not being like too prideful to be like, no, I don't, I can get to the end with this. I can make it through the rain when you can't like, <laughs> it's, it's like temporary fixes, you know, exactly. like if you're walking and we were sticking with this storm analogy, <laughs> I think we just got to run with it, but you're walking in the rain and all of a sudden you see this giant tree with a bunch of leaves and you're like, oh, I can just go stand under there until the rain subsides. And then all of a sudden it starts coming down even more that it's like breaking through these branches and leaves. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I got to try to find this new place. Once again, while you're carrying an umbrella or while the Lord is saying, here's a shelter with a roof on top of it. Maybe you should go in there. And you're like, nah, I'm good. It's just, it's temporary fixes one after another. And we can run into those kind of things in our daily lives of just, how can I get this next thing done? What's this? What's this? And it's like, there is a certain balance between us wanting to plan too far in advance where like we're not giving the Lord what he needs to do in our plan and in our will for our life. But at the same time, we also do need to trust him beyond just the next thing that's happening, especially when it comes to peace and being in the storm. Yeah. And I think a lot of times there's like stages in our life where we don't know when the storm's going to stop. Yeah. And that, that hurricane's coming hard and we don't know, we don't have anywhere to go. Um, can't trust those meteorologists. Though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not know what they're talking about. Exactly. So, like, how how do you lean? I don't. I can't even wrap my head around the fact of people trying to rely on themselves and just hope that the storm ends in a couple of days. Because what if it doesn't end for two weeks and mm-hmm. now you have so much stuff to do and haven't made any progress in two weeks? You know, like just because the chaos and the busyness and this quote unquote storm. Mm-hmm. So we just gotta find our shelter within the storm, find our peace within the storm, because oftentimes the storm doesn't stop. Yeah, I really like what you said about um, getting work done in the storm. A lot of times when you're in that storm, you can't get work done. Like, it's only when you find that shelter, when you find that peace, are you really going to be able to, like, push through, get other things done, and make riding out the storm worthwhile. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're locked in that storm, it doesn't matter what you try to do. It's just not going to be to the level that it could be. So I think, again, looking for that shelter, finding that place of, of peace where you can get things done, where you can make that progress, and that storm is going to get over a lot faster. It's a lot easier to have a positive mindset when you take a step back mm-hmm. and are able to find peace rather than within the chaos and the busyness. That's and evaluate sure. the situation and evaluate, okay, what can I do about this? Yes. And the only real true answer to that is probably turn to Jesus because yeah, Jesus. Mm, that yeah. sounds good to me. All right, putting the storm analogy aside, I want to throw one more analogy at you. And it's actually within the Bible. It's in Matthew 7. Um, So this little passage is called the wise and foolish builders. Um, So we all hear about like putting our foundation in Jesus. um, But this practically basically tells the story of how that works. So Matthew 7, 24 through 27 says, Therefore, everyone who hears the word of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down. The streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose and the wind blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. So kind of wrapping up this this analogy with the storm, um, 
when the rain comes down, when the stream comes, when the winds blow, what do we want our foundation to be on, rock or sand? And anything, if our foundation is on anything of this world, it's going to be on sand. But if our foundation is on something godly, something heavenly, something out of this world, literally out of this world, it is going to be sturdy. It's going to be steadfast. And that's where the production within the storm comes. That's where still being able to like live our lives and get use out of them within the storm comes from building that foundation like on the rock instead of the sand. I was actually having an interesting conversation with a buddy of mine last night, and I think the language we were using was actually kind of close to this um, passage here from Matthew. We were talking specifically about how when we chase idols, ultimately that that's going to be unfulfilling. And when that idol that we chase doesn't satisfy us, everything we've put into chasing that idol, everything we've um, staked on going after that thing that we thought was going to satisfy us, ultimately is going to come crashing to the ground. Um, and I think we can think of this like, I think we can think of idols as kind of the sand in this analogy that Jesus is using where if we chase after idols if we chase after things that we're putting above God or putting our trust in things that are not God we're basically building houses on sand like we're we're committing ourselves and committing our energy and our life to being used up to build something on a foundation that will not support it like it's it's almost a certainty that it's going to collapse and that leaves people very broken. And like you talk about having peace and having like the connection between having faith and having peace, uh, how peace comes from a place where we know and trust that we're going to be given everything we need by Jesus and that will be fulfilled by Jesus in almost exactly the opposite sense. As Christians, when we build our house on the sand, we, we can kind of have the opposite of peace, the certainty that we know yeah. whatever we've built is going to yeah. come crashing down. Yeah. Like, and, you know, if, even as Christians, we're still sometimes foolish. Like we chase mm. things that we want for our own fulfillment, our own, our own pleasure that, you know, don't come from God. But when we do those things and we have our eyes opened, maybe by a good friend or a mentor, to the fact that we've built something on the sand, like that is not going to last. Mm-hmm. And just as a house built on the foundation is complete and we can rest in the fact that that's going to stand, that's going to stay there, we know that things we build on the sand, they're going away. They're washing away. For sure. The last thing I'll say about that too, and then we'll move into everybody's favorite part of the podcast, naturally, um, is when you think about building a house, you build the foundation first, but you can go back and change it. Like, it's hard. It takes a lot more work, like, once the house is already built, to go back and, like, redo the foundation it's possible but it's harder so when you're thinking about if you're someone listening who's like really fresh into this whole jesus stuff and you're like these people are using really big words and like bro i don't even know where philippians is in the bible first of all thanks for listening we love you second of all like it's so much easier to start with that foundation on the rock than it is to backtrack like build your foundation on the sand and then kind of backtrack and re rebuild the rock yeah um i actually thought of the story of jonah and how um a lot of times we find like false peace and how just to escape the difficulties of life 
So during the chaos, it's like, same thing. I'm going to go back to the storm analogy. How you were, <laughs> how you were saying the tree? It's like, okay, yeah, it kind of looks like an umbrella, right? Yeah. I'm just going to stand underneath here. It's going to come crashing down eventually. Yep. Same thing with Jonah. He's like, oh, no, Lord, I cannot. Like, Jesus, I'm sorry. I can't listen to you. Sails in the other direction. And then he wakes up, storm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he he's like, oh, no. Like, everything's coming crashing. He doesn't know what to do. And obviously in those moments, it's way easier to be like, oh, uh, that was false peace. Yeah. I'm actually doing the wrong thing. And then to turn on the Lord. But in those moments where it's like, yeah, I feel good. Like, that's relief, not peace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think, like you were saying, it's temporary. False relief and escape rather than true peace. Yes. And if the decision or action you're making is contrary to God's character or God's word, then it's not from God. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we try to find that temporary relief or that quick, oh, I think this is good, but not finding true, genuine peace like that rock foundation versus Mm -hmm. a sand foundation. If you look at the sand and you're like, yeah, good enough, looks pretty close, it's going to come crashing down eventually, Mm -hmm. just like that temporary, oh, I can do it myself. Mentality. It's mm-hmm. going to come crashing down at some point. So I think you really need to know God's character and look at God's word because that's where you're – and turn to God himself pr- through prayer or through, yeah, reading your Bible and find that true, genuine peace because if you go with that quick, temporary relief, it's going to come burn you eventually. Mm-hmm. So I think – or it's going to come – it's going to sink in or come crashing down or fall apart. So I think we really need to lean on the Lord. Um, we're going to move into our reference minute, which is something that we do here on Working at the Wheel. We're basically, um, we've talked about these great things and people want to hear more. People want to know what's next. Um, we could probably talk for like hours on this, but the last thing any of our listeners are going to do is listen to a three to four hour podcast about peace. So instead, we're going to plug some references that have really helped us um, in this topic and give them to you to share, to seek out um, and continue to like grow in this if this is something that you really want um, to continue to pursue. And if you want to get away from that temporary fix, those temporary fixes, um, pursuing even more resources could help truly find that shelter. So I'll open it up to any of you if you guys have any reference plugs. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear them now. One sermon that I actually just listened to is called Peace Under Pressure by Mike Todd. And I don't, I said amen like every 30 seconds. (laughs) So um, it's really cool. Yeah. And he actually shares a little bit about his testimony in there too and how he's had to find peace under a lot of pressure. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I have no other words but amazing and you should listen to it and it seems long but literally it felt like two minutes because the whole time i was like yeah yeah like it's just you have to listen to it so peace under pressure by mike todd yeah and i think if you if you're looking just to get an even better understanding of what peace is uh there's this a good resource it's called the bible project um they do short videos on all kinds of biblical topics Uh, i know they have one i think on every fruit of the spirit i'm pretty sure um, so if, if we're in a series right now on the fruit of the spirit, um, so I guess this is like a reference that you'll be able to continue to con- uh, continually go back to. But yeah. there is a Bible Project video on peace it talks just a little bit more about what peace is. Um, so if you're looking, you know, to get just a little bit better understanding, go check out the Bible Project, and then 
you know, maybe let yourself fall into one of those YouTube holes where you just <laughs> click on the next video and the next video because Bubble Project is where it's at. Yeah, currently I'm actually reading The Deeply Formed Life by Rich uh, Lotus. And in it, they or he talks about just a bunch of different ways to work towards and find that inner peace. Mm-hmm. Like, um, gives you just like silent prayer, ways to incorporate silent prayers into your life of all the busyness of all the mayhem that's going on. Um, he talks about, he's a Brooklyn pastor, so he knows busyness in downtown New York. Like, um, So he just talks about different ways that you can really just find the Lord in spite of all your busyness. Um, and again, in that storm, where you're going to be able to pick up and find that umbrella. So yeah. Go and check that out. And the Bible. Like genuinely, you can... Get every, on Google every right now. Every single reference minute. Yeah. Yo, check out the Bible. No, but it's I'm, true. Like, if you go to the back of your Bible or if you look on Google verses about peace, Google it. Literally Google it. So many. Like, I just looked up, I literally Googled false peace in Bible. And there's just devotion after devotion. Mm-hmm. After, like, there are so many resources on here. Like, just Google what does God say about peace? Mm-hmm. And you'll just. That's reference minute. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Bible. Seriously, there's so many verses on peace. It's actually amazing. Like, so many stories about, like I was saying, Jonah. We were yeah. talking about, like, so many. Judah, Jeremiah. So, yeah. I mean, they struggled with it, too. So For sure. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for your references. I hope that everyone listening can um, check out maybe one or all of those if, if this is a topic that's really close to your heart. Um, and I would say... Like, and I want to continue to talk about this on the podcast, but, you know, all of us need to grow in these things. So just because we're here and you're listening to us doesn't mean that we've got it all figured out when it comes to peace. Um, every single person with a heartbeat is in need of a savior. Every single person with a heartbeat is in need of peace. And that is a continual growing process. So um, we're learning. We're using resources just as much as you are. Um, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you taking the time to just learn more and grow in your faith. Um, But with that, um, that's it for us here today on Working at the Wheel. We will be back next week continuing our series um, looking at Fruits of the Spirit. So thanks, guys. Catch you later. Bye.